0: It's impossible to ignore. Everywhere you go, the prices of things have gone up. Gas is more expensive, with the average gallon costing close to $4.70. Housing is more expensive, with the average rent having gone up nearly 30% since 2019, according to the Washington Post.
1: Even menu items and cups of coffee have had to increase due to national inflation that's impacting everyone. COVID-19 helped create a worldwide supply chain disruption that we're all living with. And while we have a sense of what has helped create this problem, that doesn't make living with it any easier.
0: Welcome to The Gaggle, a politics podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm your host, Yvonne Winget Sanchez, with Ron Hansen. Today we'll try to answer how inflation is going to impact voters' decisions in the upcoming midterm elections. Here
1: today to talk to us about this subject is Senior Vice President at High Ground Public Affairs Consultants, Paul Bentz. He's a pollster that specializes in strategy, messaging, and campaign management. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So inflation is impacting us all day to day right now, and many Americans have said that it's negatively impacting their long-term financial goals as well. Give us a prediction about inflation as a factor in the 2022 elections in the primaries or the general. I think it will be a
2: much more impactful topic when it comes to the general election. It is a – on the rise, we do a lot of direction of the country, direction of the state, top issues facing the state. It's crept into the top five. Uh, immigration and education are still one in two, but uh, we see it at about 11 percent right now as the number one issue facing the state. But it's a growing number of those folks over the age of 55 that are paying close attention to it. And I think it will be impactful in November.
0: How is this issue playing both with Republicans and with Democrats? Does it seem to be playing differently? And, and I guess independents as well. How are you gauging their attitudes towards this issue?
2: One of the things that we're seeing right now overall is a significant amount of pessimism in the electorate. Uh, This direction of the country is by about, according to Arizona voters, is about 25% right direction. The direction of the state is down to about 35% right direction. And it's just, it, it is a symptom of the overall negativity that we're feeling right now. And I certainly think Republicans are going to use it and try to you know, saddle all of their democratic opponents with Biden and this economy and um, those sorts of things. The challenge that they're going to run into is I think a lot of them want to default and say it was better under Trump, but I don't know if connecting it directly to Trump is to their advantage. Independent voters are going to be the most essential piece in this upcoming election. No, No single party can win statewide office. And that's the real challenge right now is how they're going to feel about these issues. But I think the bigger question will be, are there other issues that get out of the way to make the full-throated economic argument that most voters want to hear?
1: So let's hover over inflation as an issue and the potential asymmetry uh, involved here. How do Republicans view this issue? Do they squarely view this as a Biden problem? Do Democrats view this as a major issue and do they blame Biden as well, do they blame Doug Ducey? Or how do do they see this uh, as best you can tell? Well, 2022
2: is a midterm election. It should In Arizona, it should be heavily Republican, about eight points Republican, and more than half of the electorate will be over the age of 50. What we see is both of those audiences will tend to blame Biden. They will tend to say that this is the Democrats' challenge, this is their fault. It has not risen to that necessary level for Democrats yet. I think they are more focused on issues like this education funding and other things that are facing the state, the challenge that Democrats have is they haven't really come up with a good answer or a good defense of that topic. It's similar in that immigration front that they're vulnerable on this Title 42 issue, similar on this inflation issue. They just don't really seem to have a response to it that's coming up. The only thing they have to their advantage is that Republicans don't seem to be seizing on it. If Republicans wanted to make the midterm about the economy and about inflation, they could and be very successful with
0: it. Well, it seems like that's the exact message that Republicans are trying to drive home. They're drawing very clear attention to the rising prices of gas, the prices of food. Do you have a sense through your polling or focus groups as to what specifically voters or what they attribute the inflation Numbers too. Do they attribute it to like the COVID relief package, for example? Do they do they tie it to any specific Democratic policies that have put us in this position?
2: I don't think there's a specific policy that they're pointing to. I do think spending in general is something that they have concerns about. But really, it's I think in most minds, it's just the byproduct of this just significant amount of unrest for this prolonged period of time coming out of the COVID and out of the pandemic into sort of this environment now. And at the same time, we have historically high housing prices. I mean, housing prices are through the roof and you see all these other things. Some of this, we're actually a, a victim of our own economic success. Arizona's economy is booming so much And at the same time, we're seeing this rapid rise in inflation. So it's taking a little while for people to catch up and realize what's going on. So it's not until places like looking at the gas pump or looking at their grocery bill that suddenly it dawns on them because it's finally starting to hit their own household.
1: You're kind of answering the question before I could ask it. Is there any sense as to what the solution needs to be to diffuse this as an issue for Democrats? Is there anything that Republicans need to make sure it doesn't happen, to let the air out of this uh, as an important point of attack. You've alluded to gas prices, but there are bigger prices as well.
2: Well, I mean, I think there's certainly things that could be done with interest rates and other solutions, but they take a while, right? And they're not immediately felt. And it's difficult when you compare that to looking at the gas pump and seeing the high prices and republicans specialize in negativity that is one of their stock and trade one of the things they do incredibly well and It's been set up. They have an enemy that they can point at and criticize. And that's what they, you know, that's what midterms are often about, especially when the other party takes power. Republicans did it very effectively in 2010, the first midterm after Obama. We saw in 2018, Democrats did it very effectively against Trump with the blue wave. So it should be a Republican year to begin with. From that perspective, I don't think there's really anything. That republicans could hope for because i just think we'll feel it for an extended period of time that th- they can latch on to it the challenge is will they focus on that i mean we see republicans are challenged in that the majority of the electorate doesn't support them on their election fraud the majority of the electorate did not does not think for example that we should be cutting taxes right now with the budget surplus they think more money should be spent in education and in other infrastructure and so They're sort of out of sync on other topics. And so then what it comes down to is, at the end of the day, are these Republicans using that inflation issue, will that be where Republicans uh, are able to get these voters to come back to them? Or will they be looking at other items to, to make their biggest decision?
0: One of the constituencies that both Republicans and Democrats are focusing on intensely, as always, are Latino voters. Does this issue resonate differently, understanding that Latinos are not a monolithic group, but does this issue affect them or resonate with them any differently than non-Hispanic voters?
2: I think it's one of those issues that it, it's challenging for Democrats to talk about to any audience, particularly working class families, Latinos, and others that um, certainly are going to be crunched more by these budget items as they face them. Just saying everything's going to be okay and trying to ignore it and move on is not going to be a good strategy for for any of those audiences. And I think it is a place where Republicans can make some headway um, because it is there will be a disconnect and a dissatisfaction on it. And speaking back to that negativity, this is really just one of those ones that I it's it's a gut feeling, right? And there's a lot of. From the pandemic on, there's just a lot of negativity on it. You see it on a variety of topics. The economy is just one of them. I think we see it when it comes to education as well. I think we see it in the realm of immigration. But economically, it's one that I think any sort of working class group is going to have a hard time, just even if they generally support Democrats on some of these policies. If they are feeling it in their pocketbook, I think we might see some different voting behavior this time.
1: So let's presume that inflation remains an important issue into the fall. If that happens, does that figure to significantly alter the electorate that you would expect to see beyond just the historical pattern for midterm elections? And also, does that figure to impact any particular races in Arizona in a way that could be decisive?
2: I think if things stay the way they are now, by the time November rolls around, it will be a big issue and it will have some great impacts on the election. The only thing basically happening between now and then that could really change course on that is the results of some of these primaries. If some of the Republicans that emerge are the more most extreme conservative candidate, the Trump backers, the election deniers, it'll be very difficult, I think, to change from that topic of discussion to the economy. But left to its own devices, this should be a really big year for Republicans. I think the economy alone will play a major role in some of these swing districts. There are now four swing legislative districts following redistricting. And over time, I think all four of those districts will become much more competitive and much more progressive leaning based on the demographics. But in this cycle, I think the economy really will play a role in probably having some Republican victories in those places. I think – Following this election, we'll see, you know, there's a one vote advantage in both the House and the Senate right now on the state legislative side. I think we'll see a Republican gain in both of those chambers uh, based on this topic.
1: How about the federal races?
2: I do think it, it, it will make an impact. I think Mark Kelly will be OK on the on the Senate side. I think he's presidential level fundraising numbers. I think his stature, his background, his persona sort of exceeds the economy alone, I do think they're going to make a very concerted effort to try to tie him to Biden. And by that, that will be economically as well. But I think congressional race wise, I, I think we'll see some Republican gains in, by virtue of more of the districts themselves than the economy. I think the way the risk districts are drawn definitely helped Republicans this cycle. Um, and then using this election, I think at the, the higher Republican turnout and the general negativity will advantage them as well.
1: So we recently saw the leak of the draft Supreme Court opinion on abortion rights. That has obviously stirred a lot of folks, especially on the left, toward uh, becoming more politically engaged. Will that figure to do anything to counter any momentum that Republicans have to appreciably alter the greater trajectory of those races, especially when you have something like inflation that cuts against everybody?
2: It'll be interesting because... uh... All the research we've ever done, all the polling we've done on abortion is based on it being a settled issue. It was about 10% or so of Republicans, it's their most important issue, about 10% or so of Democrats. But now, if it becomes an unsettled issue, it's not clear, especially with these independent and unaffiliated voters. You're right, progressives have been much more activated by this and this might help offset some of that turnout, maybe it won't be quite an 8 point Republican advantage. Up until now, I've been actually thinking eight points was probably pretty conservative, that it might be closer to 10 points because there has been some Republican enthusiasm. I think this issue drives more progressives to turn out. But what I don't know is how do independents respond to that. And I do know economically, um, independents do care about the economy. They care about the rising gas prices, inflation. I will tell you what they don't care as much about, which is sort of interesting is of all the things that we tested, cutting taxes, this notion of the, the tax cut or the income tax cut, was the lowest priority for both independence and the overall electorate. And so I think there's one of these interesting things at play where Republicans know there's a challenge, but they wanna talk about their tax cuts, but it's the least popular item. They really need to be talking about addressing inflation and lowering gas prices.
0: All right, Paul. Thanks so much, as always, for joining us. If people want to follow you on Twitter, where can they find you?
2: P.R. Bentz, B-E-N-T-Z, on Twitter.
0: Thanks so much. Thank you. That's it for today, Goggle listeners. Before you go, please rate and review our show and share this episode with a friend or two. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Yvonne Wingett.
1: And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen. That's H-A-N-S-E-N. Today's episode was edited and produced by Amanda Liberto. You can find her on Twitter at Amanda Liberto. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com.
0: You can also follow this show and other Arizona Republic podcasts, like Valley 101 and The Lab, on Twitter at Podcasts. For The Gaggle, I'm Yvonne Winget Sanchez. We'll see you next week.